This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q4.4, Opportunity, a position within a group that provides the holder with leadership experience as part of an LDP. I've only recently come across an author named Simon Sinek. Listening a few weeks ago to a YouTube video of his, I kept saying, that's F3, that's F3. A condensed version of what I heard him say the other day is, if you have anybody who works for you, your responsibility is to make sure they understand their own strengths, their own value, and that they are way more talented than what they think they are. And the only way they will learn that is if you put them in situations in which they can fail and you hold them and you support them and you give them talent, you give them skills and you give them education and you watch their backs. And if they fall, you encourage them to get back up until they figure it out themselves. That summarizes what Dredd points out in this topic of opportunity with also a nod towards next week's topic of failure. Here is how Dredd makes these points. First, when choosing leaders, experience matters. Opportunity is the third phase of the LDP. While schooling and apprenticeship are critical building blocks in the leadership foundation, no man will ever become the virtuous leader he was born to be unless he has the opportunity to actually lead. The more opportunities a leader has, the better at it he will be. The more groups of which he is a member will benefit from the leadership he provides. Although they are similar, their primary difference between opportunity and the do stage of apprenticeship is responsibility for outcome. Upon emerging from apprenticeship to opportunity, a leader takes on full responsibility for the success or failure of his efforts. He can no longer look to his master, but must now pass on all of the praise and fully shoulder the entirety of the blame. The success with which a leader performs in his opportunities should provide insight into whether he can be depended upon for increasingly important leadership positions. We say should, because this is an assessment that many communities and most organizations are unwilling or incapable of making properly. Despite the importance of leadership to community health and organizational effectiveness, the search for leaders is often conducted without the customary due diligence performed for virtually any other job. Second, the best players do not always make the best coaches. The truth is that most groups routinely place themselves in the hands of governance that has little or no leadership experience. Not surprisingly, most groups also suffer from a deficit of virtuous leaders in their ranks. Consequently, most groups are effectively leaderless, while some groups, the lucky few, have some virtuous leaders. But simply having leaders is not the key to effectiveness. To be truly effective, an organization must be an organization of leaders, because only an organization of leaders will be a lizard that is sufficient at growing its own virtuous leaders. Lizards don't need to search externally for leadership because it is part of their internal structure. Leaders are to lizards as steel beams are to skyscrapers. They are what holds the thing up together. Leadership opportunities are easy to find within a lizard. 
The culture of such an organization makes experience an indispensable criteria for governance. Finally, the virtuous leader encourages other men to lead early and often. One of the leadership principles I was taught in my LDP was that opportunities should be provided early and often. Like any skill, the more reps you get, the faster you will develop. Moreover, there is no perfect time to start leading and no good reason to wait. As a result, I often found myself encouraged into positions for which I wasn't quite sure I was ready. Every new opportunity I received felt like a stretch for me. Without being pushed by more experienced men, I might have shied away to avoid failure. The willingness to lead early and often was an important lesson in my development. Later, when I was compelled by circumstances to collision learn the skill of litigation, that lesson was invaluable. Just as with leadership, every new experience I encountered as a trial lawyer felt like a stretch for which I was not quite ready. And because I had no one to push me, I might have shied away. But because I had learned from my LDP that stretching is how you grow the fastest, I was able to push myself. I knew that the pain and chaos of a new courtroom situation would be both a great teacher and increase my durability. So I welcomed it. I also knew from my LDP that while I was more likely than not to succeed if I gave it my all, even if I failed, the world would not stop turning. I'm just not that important. With that as an overview, here's the substantive portion of a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about opportunity. No, certainly. All right. Uh, let us now uh, execute a, uh, a rolling of the opening. An, an open roll. Open roll. <laughs> and and then we're, we're back. back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. All right, man. Let's uh, move on to the uh, substantive portion of this uh, podcast. What a great idea! And we're still in the fourth quadrant. We uh, are fourth and final quadrant. We're on the Q four four, which is opportunity. If you are following along our idiotic number si- numbering system, of course, we hope you are. We hope you are. All right. Uh, the statement for opportunity is a position within a group that provides the holder with leadership experience as part of an LDP. An LDP being a leadership development process. In other words, you are being developed into a leader mm-hmm. through a four-step process which begins with schooling right that was the 4.2 and then moves right. to apprenticeship last week we did apprenticeship 4.3 yeah. and now we're at opportunity yeah so schooling is where you uh, are provided with the timeless leadership principles in a scholastic manner in a didactic manner they're right. taught to you yes whether that's by classroom or book or whatnot it's Appre- where you acquire your head knowledge head knowledge exactly uh, apprenticeship is where a master leader takes you through the steps to learn how to, to turn it into hand knowledge and heart mm-hmm. knowledge. But again, it's uh, this is something that is done under the auspices of another man. Yes. So he's responsible for. Right. You're still in the, right. the cradle of safety That's uh, right. of, of his leadership. That's right. 
opportunity is the phase of an LDP where you are responsible for the outcome. The instructor has left the plane. That's right. So uh, in my little example, I'm the partner now. Yeah. If I had lost my nut in mm-hmm. court, it would have been my responsibility. Whereas, if, you know, when I was an associate, my partner would, you know, my supervising partner would bear some responsibility for right. that. But, but, no, but no more. All right. Uh, Socratic, three thought provokers. First, how do most groups choose their leaders? Mm. Second, what criteria should a group use to evaluate its leaders? Mm-hmm. So first is about choosing them to, to, to right. follow. Second how do we figure about, out who that guy is? Second is evaluating. In other words, are they doing a good job? Third, what's the ideal time to start leading as opposed to you know continuing to be an apprentice right all right so first spur when choosing leaders experience matters all right uh and this is going to be one of our little kind of counterintuitives you mm-hmm. know from uh from the way the culture does things and i'm gonna try to truncate this because this portion is pretty long but Fair. uh try to keep it as brief as possible uh if you were to go apply for a job you know as a pilot yes I think they would ask you uh, how many hours you have in the cockpit of a particular piece of or aircraft that they have. Available, I would think, right? Yes. So you know, if it was seven thirty sevens, and they would say, "Have you ever flown before?" and you said no, they'd say, "You know what? We're looking for applicants to be pilots right. who have done this before. Got, got to have some experience there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, same thing with with lawyers. Uh, if you're going to interview a lawyer for for to hire for a, a particular mm-hmm. piece of business, I would think you would ask him. You know, have you ever tried this kind of case before? What do you sure. know about this? I don't, you know, and I mean, if, he, I mean, we, if he said, I, I don't have a law license or right. <laughs> I'm a uh, right. criminal lawyer and I notice that this is a uh, piece of complex li- uh, yeah. co- uh, commercial litigation. Well, probably not the probably best choice. Probably not the right guy, yeah. right? Yeah. For some reason, leadership or leader, we drop all that. But yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. We, we drop all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I were going to hire a leader... I think I would use the same criteria I used to, to note the process. In other words, I'd say, where did you learn to be a leader? What schooling did you have? Right. No, usually we just go, uh, well, you're a manager now. Sure. So, okay. I think I would also ask, who taught you? Sure. You know, not school, but who apprenticed you? Right. Right. Under whom did you Because well, yeah, you would want to know, right. you know, and is here's this the a guy I trust? Part. Is this a guy I understand? You know, whatever. Here's the experience part. What opportunities have you had to lead? Now, I'm not looking to pick a fight here. I just think it... It it is a very stark example. Um, the leader of the free world, you know, mm. our forty fourth president of the United States, mm-hmm. had never been a leader. Right. He'd never had any opportunity. I mean, he'd been a law school professor. Sure. And you know, he'd been a, a state legislator and a, and a United States senator. Those are politics. Those, those aren't leadership positions. Right. A governor, I think, would be. Sure. But not in the legislative branch. And we elected him president. Right. You know, and um, he made, I'm, I'm a right-leaning guy, so I disagree with his politics and his worldview. Right. Um, but I thought, as far as, or as far as a leadership went, he made the exact kind of leadership mistakes I'd expect a guy doing it for the very first time. And I just think it was a very odd thing for us to have done mm-hmm. as a nation. And I know politics makes things different, but don't we actually choose leaders the same way in all our organizations? I mean, uh, we don't rely necessarily no, right. on on school, you know, demonstrated uh, leadership past performance. Yeah, I say a lot of times, especially if you're looking at like corporations, right? They look at the particular skill uh, or even the efficacy of the guy in his role, in his role as right. whatever, 
he may never have led anything, and they're like, that's right. But he's a really good salesman, so we're going to make him the leader. Or he's a great pilot. Yeah, or he's a, yeah. That doesn't make him a great CEO of an no. airline. No, right? That yeah. doesn't. That doesn't. doesn't even, even, yeah, yeah. You know, when you put it that way, it makes even less sense. Less right? sense. <laughs> and that is usually how leaders are chosen in yeah. organizations. Yeah. Is either they're they're doing a specific role within the organization well, or they demonstrate the leadership characteristics, the virtues very well. Right. You know, but they may not have any of the, the skills. The skill. Yeah. So it's a weird thing. I, you know, and it's, you ask yourself, why don't we ask the right questions and choose the right people? So the three reasons we set out here are that, uh, number one, demand exceeds supply anyway. I mean, that the demand for leaders so exceeds mm-hmm. the available supply that groups, they just, they abandon, they abandon experience as a, as a, as a screening criteria. Right. Everybody's a beggar, right? They just, yeah, they just need, oh my gosh, just put a, put a body in there. That's right. Somebody that seems semi-competent, let's just go. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Number two, uh, leadership experience is too rare to matter anyway. You know, since, since most people don't that have hurts, it. That hurts, doesn't it? But right. it's true. You know, if, if every applicant is equally inexperienced, then experience is, is a, it right. devolves. It's not, that, it's not it a, matter. It's not a, it's not a relative criteria. And number three, the third reason we put in here is that it's ignorance. You know, most groups don't know how to look for leadership experience. They don't really know what a leader is and does because they don't have leaders themselves. Right. Yeah, so they've they, never seen it. Right. Mm-hmm. So they don't know how to ask about it. So that's why I think that, uh, you know, that it's not done very well and why um, you have to be deliberate and probably grow your leaders from within is, is the bottom line of what we're encouraging people to do. Mm-hmm. It, as a group, you have to have a leadership development process, right? So for us in F3, you know, we've got, Materials you could read, like the Q source. You can go to Grow School, you right. know, things like right. that. That's schooling. And then, you know, we have some apprenticeship. You go to a workout, a guy helps you work through it, right? Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to lead. You know, that, that's, so, yeah. that's what we yeah. try, to, try to invoke or try to help our, our regions do on a regional level. You know, we don't control it from where we are. Right. We just try to provide resources based on what we've learned because experience matters. Mm-hmm. That, that's why if you go to a Grow Ruck, one of the, the things we do is – uh, during the the uh, the workout session, we call a guy up and have him lead. Right. He usually can't do it very well because I usually pick a guy that hasn't been doing. And then I get as soon as I get him competent, the next thing I do is have him teach. Right. A, a brand new guy. Mm-hmm. And then we do that in like seven minutes. Right. And it's always amazing. Right. And, and it's so funny because you would think it would follow a different pattern or right. something. You would think, places. but it always is nope. the same. It's always so exactly. So what same. we're doing there is we're trying to demonstrate. Uh, we're trying to demonstrate this idea of of building through experience, building leadership, mm-hmm. and you've, you've got to do it quickly, yeah, especially in that situation, right? Right. Where Absolutely. Yeah, because if you start standing around too long, you're going to get mutiny in a workout. Yeah, you are, man. Yeah, and we're not talking about F3's mutiny. He's a pretty good guy. Right. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, what What criteria should a group use to evaluate its leaders? That was the second. Yes. The second um, Socratic, and the spur in response to that is the best players do not always make the best coaches right right that's kind of what we're, that, yeah. that, that's what we're talking about i mean you can be very good at doing something and very poor at providing leadership for the doing of something you know it's funny because i i think a lot of times those guys that are super competent you know let's say the player right right he may not even be totally aware of how he does or why he does the thing that he does because it's so innate right and so his ability to teach it to another person may be 
completely compromised. Right. Mindset. Like you may have no idea why. Right. Right. And right. so, yeah, may not be a very good choice for a coach. And now part of this, being able to do this well, is to have a structure that requires leadership. So F3 sure. is an is a organization of leaders. Uh, we hope it's a lizard. We think it is. In this way, it's very much like the Army. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of leaders in the Army, and one of those reasons for that is it has a very small span of control. Right. So at the very basic level, a fire team leader, you know, as a buck sergeant, he's going to have three or four guys under his control, mm-hmm. and then he and another fire team leader are going to be under squad leader's control. kind of works its way up. Right. So you have a lot of positions, you know, within that. Um, and then the, there's a very... Um, disciplined way of evaluating leaders mm-hmm. right not based on what they're doing so much the skill but this these evaluative criteria so for instance as a as an officer there was eight criteria upon which i was evaluated mm-hmm. one was dedication responsibility loyalty discipline integrity moral courage selflessness moral standards what does that sound like to you it almost sounds like the boy scout law but uh, it sounds I mean, an awful lot like what we put in the Q source. It's the leadership virtues. Yeah. Right. That's that's what they're not not in the same order, not broken right. up differently, no, but, but you know, we made them fit into five C's so you could remember. But that that's basically what we're talking about, right? Yeah. I mean dedication, that's that's commitment. Right. commitment. Right. That's yeah. right. And then responsibility, same thing. Loyalty is part of commitment. Mm-hmm. All these things are 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 part of the way the army looks at you. Notice none of those things have anything to do with shooting, moving and communicating. Right. <laughs> right. The actual execution of your duty as you do it. Sure. Those are yeah. almost uh, almost assumed. Mm-hmm. That that you know in the, the soldiering skills of shoot moving and communicating that I would be competent. Now I still have them. I'm really glad I kept them. But I can go back and look at all my evaluations and see. You know, really. And so there's a written portion where they write. You know, Lieutenant Redding, uh, his failings as leader or such, or his strengths as leader mm-hmm. or such. And now they're talking about vape type things. Really? Yeah. That's funny. And team building. And, yeah, yeah. You know, see if you read through the Q source. You you know like where did he where does this come from? You can go back and read my OERs. <laughs> it's just you know team development yeah, and you know nah. that, that kind of deal. Yeah, uh, stand on mission makes sense. And uh, it's the same thing I use now. You know with the people that work for me, work with me, or anybody who asks me. You know you know how I did on a particular issue. Um, you know I can explain it to them. Yeah, and uh, I'm using evaluative criteria that I was taught when I was part of a leadership development process. So. In that process, you know, I would, um, I got my schooling, a mm-hmm. lot of it, got my apprenticeship, a lot of it, mm-hmm. and I had opportunities to lead, you know, which takes us to the third spur, which is the virtuous leader encourages other men to lead early and often. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's reps. Yeah. Right? It's reps, and it's getting after it often. I mean, I was thrust into leadership positions way sooner than I thought I I was competent to do it. Sure. You know, I'd love to say, and I found out that's not true. I was, but the truth is I wasn't competent. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, no. And I made mistakes, which leads to failure, you know. But that's what they wanted for you. Yeah, but you know what I learned? This is what they got in my head. Man, it's helped me so much in my life. Just step up. Yeah. Commit and be zealous. You know, and, you know, um, when things are going bad in court, even to this day, like it was on Monday, you know, whining so much, I just kept thinking about one thing. You know, I can't control what's going on here. I can't control the judge. can't control the other lawyers. can't control, can't control the emotions or the, levit- the right. relative competence right. of anybody else in this room. All I can do is maintain what I'm here to do, which is be a zealous advocate for my client. Right. It's your job. Right. And you can ju- judge can yell at me, question my integrity, 
other lawyers can say things that aren't true uh, or mischaracterize conversations. These things can all happen. But I just held on to one thing, which is what I always hold on to, is I'm there as a zealous advocate for my client's position, come hell or high water. And that has always carried me through. Now, what I learned that in military is, you know, you are um, a professional uh, officer. You are a manager of violence. Mm-hmm. And your job is to fight, just prepare your unit to fight and fight for our nation. You know, you make a lot of mistakes doing sure. that. Sure, You know, um, but you don't worry about any of those things, man. You just keep fight. Just stay in the fight. If you if you stay on mission and keep moving forward, a lot of that stuff shakes itself out. That's right. Yeah. No, no, it certainly does. And uh, you also learn that uh, in the fight, falling on your butt and, and taking a couple licks, you know what? You pop back up. And the thing that knocked you down, you learn how to avoid that. You become more durable. Yeah. Um, I, you know, now at age 55, I never have to worry about walking into a position where, you know, I have to lead or there's going to be some challenge or, you know, I, right. not because I have this huge strength of character. I don't. You know me well enough to know that, that I'm like every other guy, right? I just have had this test that I, you know, I've gotten to go through, right? I was going to say, it's reps. It's like reps. Like you said. It's yeah. reps. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the last thought that I want to get across, right? Is that you have to, as a, if, you're, if you are overseeing your organization's leadership development process, and I consider it to be an honor and a blessing that we've, you and I have gotten a lot of emails from guys who are saying, hey, yeah. I want to take the Q source into my business. Or, yeah. you know, and things like, you know, we had the one the other day, I was like, there's any way to, to make this more corporate? <laughs> Helmets like, you mean use feminine pronouns? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah. I, I. We're can, working on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I consider that to be something that, that shows that it's worthwhile, right? Or the, the, like the guys in uh, Tallahassee, or not Tallahassee. Jacksonville, yeah. Who uh, you know they looked and said, uh, you know, his this guy's son says, "Dad, we need this in sure. in the school," and right. so started a thing and is using. Oh yeah, that's right. Teens. That's right. You know, these guys they that's think right. of this stuff, and then now Bajack is going to work on a teen. Bur- I mean, yeah. it's a it, it's crazy. What it does, what I wanted it to do, and what Dark Helmet and I uh, teamed up to do was to have to provide a leadership development process in a book. Yeah, that you could read and say, okay, I can take this, and I I can it defines leadership in a way to teach it and to transfer it as a skill. And if we've accomplished that, then I'm I'm pretty happy about that, um, because I want other guys to have opportunities. That's how you get good, man. Yeah. You know, there there are no cowards out there. There's only men who've never been tested. You know, and I like to think if they would, they'd pass. Hmm. You know what, Frank? What's that? You got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Dred? What? It's a podcast. It is. It is. I'm not a coward. I've just never been tested. I'd like to think that if I was, I would pass. Look at the tested and think there before the grace go on. Might be a coward, I'm afraid of what I might find out. Never had to knock on wood. But I know someone who has. Which makes me wonder if I could. It makes me wonder if I Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult. The 43 feet out front.